comes to worse, I fucking die a tragic death or some shit, and I'm not able to see out my dreams, I at least want to know that the kids perceived my message and were able to make something of themselves and able to take my message and use it and turn it into something positive and to, to at least have a good life. I at least... If I'm gonna if I'm gonna die or ever be a sacrifice, I want to make sure that my life made at least five million kids happy, or they found some sort of answers or resolve in my life, regardless of the negative around my name, regardless of of the bad things people say to me. I don't give a fuck because I know my goal in the end, and I know what I want for everyone, and I know what my message is. That was. Triple X Tentacion, um, his last message he left on his Snapchat before the events of last week. Um, normally we start the podcast off a little different vibe, but it wouldn't be right if we didn't discuss this in a, in a serious manner. Um, so many things have happened within the last week. Um, as you all know by now, at this point, um, we lost Triple X Tentacion. He was murdered in his hometown. Um, a lot of things have come out since then. A lot of internet reaction. And we're going to delve into it really quick and talk about it. And we're going to take it step by step if we can. We really want to dive into this. Um, let's first let's first get into what actually happened. Um, what actually happened? So the way the reports go, Tentacion was at a motorcycle shop and was going to buy a motorcycle. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong in any of this. And from what I understand is that um, when he left the cycle shop, some people pulled up on him and tried to rob him. And during that robbery, he was shot in the neck. Um, now, reports say an, an actual nurse that was at the hospital, allegedly at the hospital that he was being treated at, has stated that if people would have reacted to him the moment he got shot or started life-saving procedures during that moment, they could have possibly saved his life. But because it took 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, or whatever, and people were taking pictures and video and all these other things and snapping, we lost um, the young brother. Uh, he was, you want to read the statement? Sure. Go ahead, Ari, go ahead and read <clears throat> the statement. Um, so, for those who are not yet aware, rapper XXX Tentacion was fatally shot and killed today in Florida. Now, I'm not about to sit here and act like I was a super fan and knew all the lyrics to his songs, but I do have a problem about how the rapper passed away. Personally, my agitation comes from me being a nurse. Allegedly, the rapper was robbed and then shot in his vehicle with numerous witnesses around the scene. Everyone on the scene was capturing the moment on their phones, recording videos, zooming in on his face and lifeless body, creating captions on Snapchat for the videos, etc. And yet no one except one 
check that man's pulse. Nobody checked to see where the bullet hit the man to determine if life saving measures could have been taken. Nobody investigated, but instead captured the moments on their cell phones. This really bothered me because that means life could have possibly been saved if one civilian would have just put down their phone and checked. It only takes one person to call the police. As a nurse and someone who was also a certified paramedic, I cannot tell you how precious seconds are in moments like this. This just proves to me how disgusting our society is and how easily we're controlled by technology. Also, it saddens me that the family has to live with the final images of their son, brother, etc. due to the ill nature of society. Definitely a wake up call and prayers up for the family of the rapper. So there's a lot to unpack there. and We're going to try to do that for y'all out there. Um, I guess the sad part of it is that he could have possibly been saved. Now, I don't want to draw the comparison because I see everyone on the internet drawing the Machiavelli comparison. So I'm not going to do that. Like Tupac, Tentacion, I'm not going to do that. And I'm definitely not going to, I'm not going to be the guy. If you came here for hear me talk about Pac, not the episode. But I will say I've been in situations, I've known people in my life that have been shot. And in emergency situations, not even being shot, just emergency situations where seconds can make a difference. And it's just sad that to think that possible what if that we could have saved him if people would just put their phone down. Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a big Tentacion fan. Matter of fact, we were talking before the podcast. Um, G, G's here, everyone. Yeah. Actually put me on to Tentacion. Uh, I remember it was the video, and G, I know you know the song. I don't remember it. But it was the video where he he hung the little white boy. Yeah, it was a. That was the main controversial uh, imagery that he released. That he came under fire for, and. You could tell, it, it, it was just one of those things like I, you see images of black people getting hung all day. It's kind of sad to say it's, it's understood or, you know, for lack of a better phrase, it's taboo. Black person, noose around their neck, nothing new. You see a white person with a noose around their neck. Oh shit! It's a it's a culture shock. That's not supposed to happen. That's not what it's supposed to be. Whole bunch of people got in up in arms about it, and the whole point of the video was that fact. That's that's some of the awareness he was trying to bring as far as y'all overlook and try to sweep under the rug what's been done to us, but if if it was done to y'all, y'all be up in arms about it. So when he did that, he was unapologetic about it. It was no press release after the fact saying, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody there. It was what it was. I meant to offend y'all. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm not going to say I was a fan of all of his music because some of it, you know, I didn't like or, you know, didn't capture me, but the brother was talented. And I feel like through his music, he was figuring himself out as far as how he wanted to deliver whatever message that he had that he felt was given to him to deliver. I'm not going to say he was a savior, he was supposed to change the world, none of that. I feel like every person on this planet has a message they have to deliver on some level. Everybody's level is not at the same level. Some people are meant to, you know, inspire their friends, family, inspire strangers. Some people are, you know, meant to uh, uh, be prophets. Some people uh, uh, have a platform, so on and so forth. Some people are meant to inspire the world. I think through his recent celebrity, he was figuring out what his platform was, whether it was for the world or just, you know, the fans that he had off of SoundCloud. At the end of the day, everybody's here and everybody has the power to inspire at least one other person through their actions, through their thought process or whatever. I think for me... Like I said, I want a big... I want a truly... Like, I don't know his whole catalog, but some of the music that I've heard from him, he had talent, he had something to say. Yeah, I agree. Some... So... It's, it's, it's fucked up that at 20 years old, is he, he can't progress past what he did. And I think that's the sad part of, well, it's a lot of sad parts to this, of course. But I think there's one of the sad parts in it is that he was only 20 years old. Like, and I see a lot of people on the internet, a lot of, like I like to say, hip hop pundits are criticizing him for the things he's done. And uh, I see people talking bad about him. And, and be honest, he did a lot of stupid things, but he was 20 years old. Now, I'm not making an excuse saying that we should forgive all the stuff he did because he was 20, but I'm sure that at 20 years old, a lot of people did a lot of stupid stuff. If, if, if you'd have took, if I'd have, if I'd have left this world at 20 years old, I would have left a lot of stupid stuff behind. But it's because I'm older. Agreed. You know, I've, I've done a lot. I, I actually thought about this with this, this week. Like, if I, if I would have died at 20, do you much, how much stupid shit I did? <laughs> like, at 20? You grow, you change, you evolve. You just never got that chance. Think about through history, and I don't want to make that comparison to put him on that pedestal, but just speaking in facts, Malcolm X, when he was 20, he was still a hustler. Pac, when he was 20, you, you know, people are young. They do stupid stuff. It happens. But he was trying. I mean, he was he, it, he it, was definitely doing a fundraiser, you it, know, it on his way to a fundraiser. felt that he was turning the corner. And I think that's what makes it he more was. sad. I think he was. And that was the crazy part is once he. I think through all the litigation that he was going through and him 
actually understanding his platform, he was starting to understand that he had a voice that could either be positive or negative. And he was figuring out how he decided to use his voice. Yeah, he's, we'll never know. He's still a kid, like, and I said still, of course, but he's still a kid. Like, it's funny this week I had to have this conversation with my oldest child because, um, without dating her too much, I, I know I try to avoid that. They're in the same like age range, and to her, who she's not a big Tentacion fan, but I think for her and for her generation, that was their first taste of death. You know what I mean? And not to say that they never don't know people that died because her grandparents, if y'all recall, her grandparents had passed on my birthday last year. So she knows death. But they were old. And not being disrespectful, they were old. She this feels is, like it's more relatable because it's closer to her age. Exactly. And I think, I think that's what I see a lot of people on the internet saying. Because a lot of, let's face it, kids that age are on the internet. They're the ones that make all these memes and do all these things. But then... Some of the memes I know. We'll okay. get to that. We'll get to that. But I think because I see a lot of people, I see a lot of people like putting him on that martyr status. You know what I mean? Like I seen people dyeing their hair blonde in tribute to him. You know, I see people doing that, and I think this is their first taste of death. Like, and I take it back to when I found out when Pac died how I felt. You know, when you're young, you think, hey, nothing can hurt you. You're great. You can get old, all these things. You don't even think about getting old. You're just thinking, hey, I'm, I'm here. And for them to see that happen and in such unfortunately vivid detail, I think it affects them differently. Like my daughter couldn't sleep for like two days. I had to sit and have conversations with her that I didn't think I would have because she's not even a big Tentacion fan. So it was less about the person, but more about everything else. I found it, I don't know, as a parent, it, it, it kind of bothered me, but she had to process those feelings on her own. You know what I mean? I just had to kind of guide her through it. Um, something else with this whole thing, the alleged shooters, I guess we can say alleged now, um, they were tweet, they were posting on Instagram. And I'm a, I'm not gonna say their names. I don't want nobody trying to blow them up. I'm just gonna read some of their posts. Like, this is just this this generation now, right? You do stuff, you go to Instagram. Um, one guy was like, "Bro, I just really shot Tentacion. I'm finna go viral. I just really popped this nigga." Well, but still, you post. Why would you post something like that? Now the police do have in custody. Um, three gentlemen, I'm, I'm saying gentlemen, um, now they have been charged with his murder. Um, let me, let me go to, I'm going to the story here. Yeah, um, they've been held with no bond and charged with his murder. Um, so, I don't want to say glad because it's not that's not the right phrase we want to use for this type of situation but i'm 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 happy that it's not going to be 20 years from now who killed tentacion you know what i'm saying like they they solved well that's any solved they still haven't gone to trial or anything just yet 
but they know they have a general idea who do who did it. You know what I'm saying? Not like with Pac, with Big, with Big L, all these things. You know, you never know. It's just out there. They have a general idea on who did this, and they have apparently. Then there was of course a memorial set up for him that like they the, it got out of hand. It got a little rowdy. Um, people were on top of cars. Um, kids being kids. I mean. And I'm not excusing any other stuff here because of age. I know a lot of people have, have said that. Well, you, you can't just excuse it because he's 20. No, he did a lot of stupid stuff, but he was still 20. That factored into that. <laughs> that factored into that. Um, even his, even his ex-girlfriend, one of the people that he's done stupid stuff to, I came online and said she's broken. Like... Like that was her friend too, and she was really going through it because his death. And I know you've seen pictures of her online, and our, we were talking about her picture earlier. And she had a statement, and she was like, she was broken. She was really hurt that he he died. Yeah, but everybody's being real messed up towards her. Like yeah. she tried to go to the vigil, and they kicked her they out, kicked her and out yeah. they burned everything that she brought to the vigil. Yeah, that. that that's... And then she was like, like, why would you do that? Like, you know. Yeah, like, she brought stuff there, you know, for him. Like he would have wanted her there, is what she said. Yeah, like how could y'all do that? Like burn the stuff that she brought. <clears throat> it's it's a really sad situation. It's sad for hip hop. Um, this is the third incident I can think of in hip hop, and maybe G, you might can tell me where a guy leaves the hood, gets big, comes back, and the hood takes him under. You know what I mean, like. Chinks, rest in peace to Chinks. This happened to Chinks. Tentacion. I'm sure it's been other examples. Big L. Well, people, you're you're a star now, and you want to come back to where you're from and show love, but the hood don't love you. So the hood just wants your money. Some people still see him as food. Like mm. people in the hood starving, they see you as food. Like you driving around a Lamborghini in the middle of the hood, you're food. And I'm not saying he brought this on himself. I'm just simply stating the facts. This is what the hood sees. I'm just curious why he didn't have security. That's a question we'll never know. I mean, I mean, I understand it is your hood. However, you know what I'm saying? Like the people that are most shisty to you is like the ones that's right next to you. But again, he was 20. He was thinking... We were all 20 at one point. Anybody gonna mess with me? I'm from here. Everybody, <laughs> you know, I thought I felt like that when I went home. <laughs> you know, everybody, not I, anybody can vouch for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you go home, everybody didn't change. You don't even know nobody no yeah. more like that. Yeah, it, it's like different. If I, if I go back to the crib, if I go back to Oakland right now, they gonna look at me like, who are you? I don't know. But I'm older. I know that. If I did that when I was 20... Uh, I might have had the same reaction. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm from here, yo. Y'all, what are y'all talking about? I'm from right here. So the same thing could happen to me, and it's happened before. So it's just a sad it's, situation. It's a catch twenty two situation. Like I'm, I'm from where I'm from. I know how right. my city get down. Right. 
I know how my city is trying to build itself up. It's been trying to do that since as long as I can remember. Even before I understood the movement of, you know, commerce and politics, my city has been trying to build itself up. So, it's funny coming back after I've been gone as long as I have and people view it a, a certain way and see things that happen. Case in point. And this is just to clarify just in general People don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. They just see what's going on on the surface and how things can be misconstrued. Real quick, I had a vehicle, transmission went out in the vehicle, had to get rid of it. Moms was like, I'm going to hold you down. You can drive one of my cars. I fell asleep at the wheel of her car, wrecked her car, totaled it. End up having to walk, ride the bike, catch the bus for a few months. End up buying me a vehicle. Niggas that I grew up with, when I say grew up with, I mean like grew up with, like from shit is long as I can remember that I was in the at home they've been here they've never left I left came back they saw all of that switch so one of them the other day when I hopped out the car that I just recently was able to purchase oh you riding clean fuck that mean nigga I kind of, you know, got a little defensive. I ain't say nothing to him, but that put me on guard. Like, oh, right. you're already watching what's going on. Right. You don't know what I had to go through to to be able to do that. But the first thing that you see while you gapping me up and giving me a hug, oh, you riding clean. That's the world we live in, yo. It's, it's sad that... When you try to do right for yourself or try to do right for your family, do right for your kids, or you try to come back to inspire the neighborhood that you're only trying to uplift, you're not trying to, with no malice intentions, you're not trying to stun on anybody, you're not trying to show off, you're trying to literally be a beacon of hope or, or show people it's a transition, like this, this isn't it. This isn't where it stops. It's more to life than what you see when you walk out the house and what you're used to on your day-to-day basis or your nine-to-five. It's more to life. They look at it as you spitting in their face. Like, oh, this nigga trying to show off. This nigga trying to, you know, think he's better than me. No, it's not always the case. And it's sad that that's the mentality that we have at this point. 
it's the everybody ain't everybody ain't, you know your enemy it's and i hate to use this cliche but it's the crabs what's they say what's the the crab a crab crabs in the barrel society if you come up they don't want to see you come up I I really it's just it's just sad it's really sad because I felt like and this is it's really what happens in life because I've seen it happen so many times that when someone gets to the point where they're about to turn everything around they lose it all and I think that's the, the sad part to this tentacion um, he was about to I mean, he, he, his, his Twitter sounded different. His Instagram was different. He was moving in a different direction. And he's gone. His music broke into all types of Spotify records, as it usually does when something like this happens. You know, when, when someone passes away, everyone goes back and try to listen to their music and try to pick up clues. And did they say something? Did they know? You know what I mean? Like, they said his music has... What five hundred and thirty six percent when it skyrocketed up the charts, broke single day records on Spotify. Damn. Yeah. It's 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 just a sad situation, man. It's it's it's. <clears throat> But I mean, most of the things that I was seeing on Facebook, I what? We're disrespectful. Very disrespectful. But um, it was just more so like people were just like, "Who is this guy?" Oh. Never mind, not important. Bruh, that's fucked up. Yeah, that I, I will I'ma say I'm fortunate that I didn't see a lot of that stuff. I had to. I guess the people that I follow and no, the people that I follow, because I don't really follow anybody back. People that I follow, um, are more they're more conscious of things of that like that nature. Because a lot of people were looking at like, he's just another rapper, but a lot of people are like, yo, this is a black man. This is still a black man. I have a lot of trolls on my page. So there's that. Trolls. I have a lot of assholes on my page. There's, so there's that as well. Yeah. You know, they came up with, I just seen a whole bunch of memes about his death and I'm like, bruh. Now there's challenges. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. I hate the way this generation is going where <clears throat> it's a challenge for everything. You know what I mean? Like anytime something happens, it's a challenge. Let's do it. Or where they, they look so little at life where they make fun of it. You know, regardless of if you was a triple uh, X fan or you knew his music or you didn't, you just knowing the story. If he was just some dude down the street and I heard this story, I would feel bad. I would just feel it's a loss of life. Yeah. But people's not looking at it like that. And Sad to say, I know this has no correlation, but there was a video of just that, like people dying in the background and people getting shot and people doing this and this and that, and people is just recording it. Exactly. 
But I mean, this is America. Yeah. This is what we've become. We gotta change it. We gotta change it. And it's not too late to change. Because I don't want, I don't want, speaking for me, and let me knock on a thousand pieces of wood as I say this. I don't want something to happen to me and all I am remembered is a hashtag. You know what I'm saying? That's sad. That's, that's really what it is now. That man's life is reduced to a hashtag. Well, he's being made a yeah. fun of. Yeah. Like, this whole situation's fucked up. For him to be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody dies and, you, and then you, he gets turned into a meme? Is it for real? And then no, now people are like, like, even people on Twitter. What? It's, I said it's for real. I, they don't put, they don't put your picture on <clears throat> t-shirts no more. You're a hashtag and you're a meme and you're a post. For maybe a week, and then after that, life goes on. And that man has a family. He has a mother. You gotta remember, he's he's twenty years old. He got a legacy. You know what I mean? It, his mother did come out and say that. I want to say in good news, but it's it's not. It's still not good news, but. His mother did come out and say that his girlfriend was pregnant. And in her post, she said he left us, he left us a gift. So it's, it's, it's different to where when Pac and Big and all these other, all these other luminaries passed, where Pac didn't have any children, Big had kids. You know, he, he left a child behind. But then you feel bad because that's a child growing up without their father. Well, that's what happened with Big. Yeah, you feel bad for that. Like, at the end of the day, the first, every child gets to a point where they have that realization moment that I, I got a mom and I'm supposed to have a dad. Where's my dad? I haven't seen him, haven't met him, haven't talked to him. Mom got to break the news that, yeah, your dad was murdered. However she decides to break the news, that's the bottom line of the situation. Yeah, your, your dad was shot, killed, because, you know, people didn't like him for whatever reason. And the fucked up part is in today's society with the videos, mm-hmm. all the child got to do is Google and you can see, he can see, he or she can see what happened to their father. I was just about to say that, yeah. You're like, damn, ain't nobody trying to help my pop. Everybody just wanted to just go ahead and capture the fact that he got hit up. It's 
that's 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 gonna be something really sad to deal with because this generation the way things are going when that child becomes of age you know becomes cognitive of things they like you said all you have to do is google it and those pictures will come right up pictures and video and everything that's sad it's just sad man it's it's this is what we're becoming this is what our generation is becoming was america as you said no no donald glover this is america. it's all popularity it's likes and it's all popularity clout, what they call it clout these days clout i hate that i hate clout the word i hate the word i hate everything about it i hate k's i just hate everything it's just I hope there's a resolution for this song. I pray for the family Tentacion. I pray for all his friends, all his fans that, that got something out of his music. Because I, I've noticed in listening to him for this week, for this show, is he talked about a lot of things that while me, G, Ari, we may not identify with, but I know kids of that age that identify with him, that he, he spoke for them. So to them, that is their Pac. And I hate, I hate to say it because how I hold Pac in such a high regard, but to them, that is their Pac. So I just, I just pray that um, if you're a fan of Tentacion, learn from him. Um, as you see, he was trying to get his life right. He was trying to turn his life around. He was actually planning a, uh, fundraiser in his, in his, in his hood before he passed. So if you're doing wrong or you, you're trying to get out of the struggle, learn from Tenacion. That's all I can say, man. Rest in peace to that young brother. Another brother gone unnecessarily. Um, Black on black violence. I hate that term. <coughs> we just gotta do better, y'all. I know there's gonna be a memorial service for him this week. Um, I just read it's gonna be um open casket. Um, I post the information on on the Words Away Instagram. If you're a fan of Tentacion and you want to go to his memorial, it's gonna be. At a Florida Panther Stadium on the 27th from 12 noon to 6 p.m. Be the last time you can see him. Be respectful. Just show your love to someone that um, we lost way, way too soon. Moment of silence. Um, it feels, it feels odd, but I guess we have to say the show has to go on, right? You know what I mean? There's no, there's no transition. We was talking about this before the show. There's no transition from that. There's no breakup. There's no, nothing we can say to make you feel better and go back on with your life. If you were a Trentacion fan, or if you was more, if you were more than a fan. 
Um, but we're going to try to continue with the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. rundown. (laughs) Earlier this week, um, Wale was on The Breakfast Club. He said a lot of great things. Wale rarely ever does interviews. Uh, But one of the things he said that's kind of hit the internet, kind of taken over the internet, is that he feels colorism. The fact that he's a darker-skinned artist has plagued his career. Um, he feels like, and he said it, he said it was very matter-of-factly. It wasn't, he wasn't, like, bitching or complaining. Like, I'm dark, so no one like me. No, it wasn't that. He just like, yeah, this, is, this is why. This is why I'm not as big as I am, because, well, as I should be, because I am dark-skinned. Um, and I actually have that clip. Here, I'm trying to pull it up for you, so bear with me on Canadian. But how do we feel about that? As as the the member of the dark skin delegation in this room here, <laughs> um, Ari, I'm I'm dark skin, but Ari's not. Ari's Ari. What are you, Ari? You're you're like you're yellow. What? You're like you're like um. What are you, Ari? I don't know what you are. Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you. Sorry. But how would that? How do you feel about that comment? Do you think there's some truth to that? You don't, because you don't have that problem. <laughs> I'm trying not like, to be like I don't know because I'm not dark. Um, like, like I'm trying to understand, but there's things that I just won't be able to understand in that situation. So I'm trying to be respectful here. Okay. Um, and then I see, you know, other dark-skinned artists that are big. That that's that's what a lot of people were saying as well. They were like, "Well, what about X, Y, and Z, and this and this?" And they're dark skin too, but they're big. I think for Wale, and I have the clip. Here's the clip. Okay, I have the clip here. Let me play the clip. Wow, it was a stupid fucking comment. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me go to the clip. <laughs> I'll say it. It was a stupid fucking comment. Here's the clip. Let me play the clip. I don't even know if you really said this. I just saw the headline. You said that uh, your, your dark skin has mm-hmm. been holding you back in the rap game. Racial ambiguity helps in anything in America. That's just it, it is. It's just what it is. Probably except for maybe sports. But racial ambiguity helps at some, at some level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in acting, like, you can play, uh, like, oh, Italian, Greek, this, that, that, if you black, you what, black, Jamaican, African, what, maybe? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just racial ambiguity just helps. And and it could be for a lot of reasons. It could be because uh, Middle Eastern with curly hair, and when I cut it, I look like Drake, I relate. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm biracial, I look like this guy, whatever. Oh, I'm white, I, I relate to some of him, what he's mm-hmm. saying. Like, it, it's, it's not, I'm not, I ain't mean it like, oh, I'm like, okay, the world is racist. I'm just saying, like, Racial ambiguity helps a lot. They got upset at you. I don't even know if you really said this. So, here's the thing. Here's what I thought about when I heard that. Because, okay, like I said, I'm, I guess you would call me dark skin. I don't think I'm dark skin. I never thought I was dark skin. You are. I am? Yeah. I think I'm chocolate. I think I'm sexy. You're dark skin. I think I'm sexy. That doesn't mean that you're not dark skin, though. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think, I think... The type of artist Wale is, his color hurts him. Conscious rap? No, not even conscious. Like Wale is kind of a, a, a 
for for the betterment a girl rapper can't think of a good term for it but he raps to his women like a lot of his raps are geared toward that way and i think it's like if he was drake he'd be a lot bigger than what he is because drake has those raps towards women that appeal towards a woman and i think wale and what he's saying somebody in the comments correct me if i'm wrong if he was if not just dark skin in general but if he was light skin and still rap the way he rapped women would like him more or he would be bigger than what he is it's light skin rap everyone everyone knows those the stigmatism with light skin y'all sensitive i and all still this stuff. can't relate <clears throat> i'm sorry because when it comes to my choice of men i prefer my men darker so i just i'm sorry i don't i don't understand because I, mean, I like wale so that's another reason why i don't understand well and i mean y'all that's been following the show y'all can understand that from what the second episode yeah i've never been a wale fan uh I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm not on the other. I'm on the side of what he's saying, but I'm not that person. I think his personality, and I hate to break us up into light skin, dark skin. I've said this. I've posted this on Twitter a thousand times. I hate doing that. But I think what he's saying is that America would look at him and his music career differently if he was a lighter tone. The racial ambiguity of what he was saying. Like people just identify with what he's doing. Like people identify with Drake because they're lighter or whatever, whatever. I don't know. I think it's a convoluted message, but I understand what he's saying. I may not agree with what he's saying. I don't know. I I'm on both sides of the fence. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, because I know I do know a lot of people that hold their the colorism that hold that colorism regard. Like I know a lot of unattractive people that are considered attractive because they're fair skinned. I I know people like that. I know Bruh. for a fact. I do. I know people like that. I I actually. I guess. I do. I know. I know people that when you put two, two people against each other, people I've seen gravitate towards the fairer skinned one, and they'll make a thousand excuses of why, even though the darker skinned one is better. I've seen this happen. I've seen it happen recently, actually. And I can't go into what I've seen it in, but I've seen it happen. Okay. So that is a real <clears throat> colorism is a real thing. No, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely believe you. And it's not to say that I don't understand that colorism is out there. It's just I never understood why colorism existed. I think that's more of something we carry over from slavery. I mean, I get it, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I don't see why it still exists today, but but it does. I mean, at least it's not as bad as you know the Hutus and the Tutsis. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's damn near like that, except for a comical effect i mean i don't really know how i feel about this statement just because i guess he's partially right from hollywood standards hollywood is always going to gravitate towards the white individual the closer to white you are the more famous you are mm -hmm. that kind of stuff i mean and if he's talking about that i mean he is right it's out there definitely um but it doesn't but to me just because i am a fan of his i'm caught in between that because then i'm like but that doesn't pertain to you though you know what i'm saying i understand what you're saying because it's like i'm light-skinned and i still understand you know what he's talking about or i still can't relate to what he's talking about so i, I just mm. because I'm i think i think fence. i think you look deeper than 
his skin. Of course, you look deeper than his skin tone. It has it yeah. has nothing. He could look like anybody and still be Wale and you'd be still be a fan. But I think what he's saying, and forgive me if I'm like I said speaking for Wale, like I think he's saying that some people just see a dark skin guy with dreads and don't hear that. But some more people would be susceptible if he was if he looked like Drake or looked like Logic or whatever. They were like, oh, okay, I can relate to this guy. I guess that's what he's saying. Now I might not I not agree with that, but I think that's what he's saying. But I can tell, like you, like you said in Hollywood, the racial ambiguity does carry. Look at somebody like The Rock. Dwayne, his name is Dwayne Johnson. You don't get blacker than that. But because he's racially ambiguous, he, he's light enough to be considered, you know what I mean? He does things that we could never do. So it does exist. But I don't know how much of it is affecting Wale's career. I guess I've never thought about it. I've said before, I'm not a big Wale fan. We're going to skip all of Wally's antics. As that's why Overreacting in some situations, being sensitive in some situations. I heard he's not very polite to females. A little, not polite in general. A little bitter with his tongue, <laughs> sharp with his tongue. Uh, for the fact that whether anybody wants to acknowledge this or not, I will. When he first I would say the control for what Wale is saying, the the person that proves his theory, for lack of a better word, wrong, mm-hmm. would be pre-scandal Fab. Because Fab makes great girl songs. Like, that's what Fab does. But he's still loved and admired. Like people still love, before the scandal, before the whole Emily B situation. Yeah, Fab was the man. Yeah, but then that happened, and people, whatever, he's tipping off now. But even that's bl- kind of blown over with because she's posting there together is beautiful. Like I said, we talked about that before. I don't think that was a situation. I don't think that was what everybody said it was. But that's neither here nor there. We're getting off on the tangent as we typ- as we typically do here. Um. Other news broke out this week. Speaking of superstars, um, Dre, Dr. Dre, the D.I.E., legendary Dr. Dre from West Coast NBA, the godfather of West Coast hip hop in general, um, has actually secured the rights. I think it was of the Marvin Gaye movie. Now, on, on this podcast, we often talk about what biopic would be next. I don't think we ever thought Marvin Gaye would be next. I don't think we spoke on Marvin Gaye. I think it's a great story. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great story, the story of Marvin Gaye. Um, consider- well, at least we know he won't mess it up. Yeah, because I don't know how much, the, how much input he had with the NWA biopic, but we know that's probably one of the greatest biopics ever. If they, it's filmed in that same tonality, I'm sure it'd be a great pick, and I would definitely go see that. I'd definitely go see a Marvin Gaye biopic. I think that'd be dope. Um, call it What's Going On, the story of Marvin Gaye. Really? I mean, you gotta, you gotta get... I go, though. Yeah, I'm telling <clears> you, <throat> I go. You gotta get people in. Yeah. What's going on? And then, you know, how he passed, his father killed him. You know, sidebar, my whole life, my father's told me that. Oh, <laughs> Listen, and this is sad to say, but hey, 
this is black parents. I would do something crazy, right? And my dad would say, don't think I can't kill you. Mom, mom gay, dad killed him and nothing happened to him. Like, really? Really? Oh my, God. my dad would say that my whole life. Hey, Pop, love you. Love you, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my dad would say this my whole life. I'm not, I'm not even shit of you. My dad also names Ike, too, so there's that. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, Drake album, Scorpion, is set to come out this week this friday um and uh, apparently he's been advertising there's going to be a side a and a side b which get people to think about that hey he's gonna drop a double cd now with the recent events with drake considering he took that major l to push major l do we care anymore now, I know we're a different type of podcast, but Ari, hmm. do you care that Drake is dropping double CD? Unless it's going to be a leak of this song that I want to hear, not really. What song you want to hear? Hold on. I'm gonna say, oh, the song? The song. The song. The song. I don't think the song's coming out. Sorry. I'm actually surprised it hasn't come out yet. Like, I'm, I'm really surprised nobody's leaked this song yet. Like, really? So we know the reason why, though. It doesn't exist? I mean, like, no, because, like, what's on it? Well. Allegedly. Allegedly. And we, we're not going to talk about that on the show. But oh. we, <laughs> we, we allegedly know what's on the song. Right. And, we, you know, we, that's the reason why. I mean, that but, would fuck but that, But that then goes into what I was saying, that it's not about push. It's more about Kanye. And it is. Yeah. We've definitely heard some rumors about what's allegedly on the song. I've been sworn to secrecy. I have not. But you're not going to share that? <laughs> uh, I, I found out. <laughs> I know how you, I told you. That's how you found out. <laughs> that's my secrecy right there. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> um, but allegedly, it would definitely be some, some, some shit. Allegedly. Yeah. If it happened. If it's true. If what we heard is true, is true. Then it's definitely going to be some shit. But, mm. you know, we'll talk about that off the air. Because I think... I, I got some things about that. I don't, I don't, I don't kind of believe that. I don't kind of believe that. Mm. But Drake album will be out Friday, Scorpion. Um, if you're listening to this uncut nation. Okay, but um, something is uh, happening that's better on a Friday. It's my motherfucking birthday. I was just about to get to that. You have no patience. No, I really don't. Because I, I mean, it's about to be, you know, my birthday. That's the birthday song. So, Ari's birthday is coming up Friday, so that means next week <laughs> she will not be here. Right. Um, I don't know who I'm having fill in for you next week. Maybe probably half. I don't know, but I'm still sending the song of the week. <laughs> Please send it. <laughs> I'm gonna send that in. Um, <clears throat> but. Drake's album Scorpion is said to be out in stores the 29th. Yeah, the 29th. So, looking forward to that, I guess. Um, I will say some of the luster from the I think him is gone. I do think that. I think this has really hurt him. I think this push battle has really hurt him. But I think it's going to be real whack if he starts this and push on this album. Like after everything that happened, if he starts throwing bars now, I'm gonna be really he ain't crazy. 
He ain't crazy. He better. I mean, I think it's going to be subs. He going to, you know, subtweet him. I really hope he doesn't, though. I think it's going to be really, really tasteless. Is that a good word for it? Tasteless. Yes, yeah, best words you can put down for that. And speaking of albums, the last in the, I guess, is it the last? The good music rollout. Tiana Taylor's album came out Friday. Which I shall be getting today. Um, it's called Keep That Same Energy. Yo, that sounds like it's going to be dope as shit. Did you listen to it? I'm going to save my opinion for incarnation. Did you listen to it? Of course I listened to it. I listened to it all the way here, actually. Go ahead and say it, G. Go ahead and say it, G. I like it. You like it? Yeah, I like it. It, I was shocked. I thought it was going to be trash. I mean, I was looking at a whole bunch of um, pushes tweets and he was like oh. hyping up the album and stuff so i was like okay might be dope um well of course i expect that from push because push is a you know he's on good music he's president of good music right bars, um, well he still want bars of death that's that's the mode that he's in right now bars of life listen on my wish list it says bars of death nah, that's number son. one <laughs> He can't. He can't take a moment for the R&B. Um, <laughs> He's always like them bars of death. I, I'm I'm mixed about Tiana's project, but I love Tiana. I love Iman. I love them. I love their couple. I love Black Love. So I don't want to say anything bad about it. But what I you will. You know what's so funny? Was that? I didn't care. She wasn't on my radar. I wasn't expecting any music from her. Didn't care if I got music from her. Never heard anything about her. The only thing that I ever saw was the pictures of her, of her and the family and then the, the dance video that she had for Kanye's song. That's all mm-hmm. I know about her, truthfully. Well, I'll say, I'll say I knew of her before that video. Like, I wasn't a big fan of her, but I become more of a fan because of, of her as a person just on, like, her social media, how her and her husband interact. Like, I'm a more of a fan of her as a person, which is kind of how it works these days. You become a fan of somebody as a person, then you become a fan of their music. Um, which yeah, I'm on the opposite spectrum. I I didn't know too much about her as a person. Definitely didn't know some. Didn't know anything about her musically. So this was my introduction to her musically, and I was shocked. Like, she, her, she has like a a L boogie. Jasmine Sullivan mixed with her type voice. She definitely has and, a New York voice. Yes. And it, it's crazy, like, out of the out of the project run that's been coming out of the Good Music Camp recently, my opinion, this was the best put together project mm. thus far. I've heard that before. So so we can look at this. Well, let's do that next week. We'll give it a week to Aww. look at the entire. No, 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 no. No, let me finish. We can look at the entire good music run. Cause this was the end of the run. The run started with Push T and is ending with Tiana. So we can look at the entire run and say where it ranks. Because a lot of people I see Actually, in the internet. 
Actually, the run started with Ye. A lot of people was overlooking the fact that Ye dropped the project. He is trash. <laughs> like literally, like literally, the project is called Ye. It's, it's trash. Though. And I have it. I haven't been wanting to listen to it, but what he did on Nas and what he's what he did on Tiana Project. Um. <sighs> Well, here's the I'm, thing. I'm fighting myself internally because I'm curious to what his project sounds like at this point. Well, here's the thing. From from him li- listening to Ye on listen to Kanye on Pusha T's album, listening to Kanye on Nas's album, his rapping hasn't made me want to listen to him. Like his raps yeah. are horrible. <laughs> the beats are okay, but and I said this last week, I'm revisiting Nas's album. That was a lackluster production from Esco. I mean, Nas' lyrics Thank is you. Nas' lyrics. Thank you. Thank you. Not, it, it felt, it felt it got, rushed. I was able to scream it this week, and it didn't, it didn't sound like it was supposed to sound. It felt rushed. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if they would have gave it another two weeks to a month, that would have been a classic Nas album. That would have that would have put both of them in a better position. But I feel like because they was trying to meet a deadline, it, it felt rushed. Like even the track where um I don't know the name of the song because I I only got to stream it recently. Um, I want to say it's called Everything. It's the joint with uh uh the Dream on the hook and yeah. Kanye on the hook. Yeah. And when they when they switch back and forth on the hook, you can hear the difference as far as the mix, just vocally. Like Kanye has no effects, nothing on his vocals, and then the dream sound like he was in the studio and everything mixed and mastered. Kanye just sound like he in front the mic, press record, and then ran to the board, and then was like, "All right, we gonna go with that." A lot it of the, no, these projects sound no like that. Fade outs, no transition to nothing else. It was just like, all right, song over, let's go to the next one. Honestly, a lot of these projects from Good Music sound that way. I think, surprisingly, Push Album was the best project from it. But I feel like they took more time with Push. Like, a lot of these things sound unmixed and rushed. And Push is the only one I haven't I, heard. I, all the way so it, far. I don't know if it's a point to prove or what. Or it's just like, I right, we threw these days out to the public. We got to meet them by any means necessary or what. But between... And you said Push Project sounds, sounds the best. Push Project sounds good compared to Nas Project. Tiana's Project sounds more complete mm. as far as the mix the transition between songs and everything. It sounds like an actual album. It sounds like a project. Push would be next up after that. Everything else, nah. Everything else just sounds like, all right, we recorded this, boom, go to the next song. Boom, go to the next song. Go to the next song. See, I have to sit down and really digest Tiana because I have to separate my feelings from because I did it last week with Nas. I was like, Nas is here, yay! And I was happy. Then I sat back and listened to it again. I was like, it's not really good. Yeah. So I don't want to be with Tiana. Sad to say, 
uh, I don't know if it's sad to say, but just a different perspective. And, you know, people probably not going to agree with me. I ain't, I've been enjoying J-Rock's album more than Nas' album right now. What were you going to say about um, Tiana's album? What were you going to say, Um, But Tiana's album is in stores. Keep that same energy. Um, I've listened to it once. And I can give you all a review on it. I've only listened to it once. It's eight songs instead of the normal Good Music 7. So it's an extra song. Uh, But it's in stores. We'll talk about it in depth next week. Uh. Y'all can talk about it in depth next week. Well, you week. won't be here next week. <clears throat> that's the thing I was trying. That's the point I was trying to make. Like, I'm not gonna be here next week to talk about it. But I don't want to give a knee jerk review to it because I did it last week with Nas, and I was telling everybody how great it was. And now I'm listening to it again. I'm like, yo, this is really rushed. Yeah, I mean, you did mention how great it was, but most of the beats suck ass. I feel like I couldn't really listen to the music because I was distracted by how ba- how loud the background shit was. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I couldn't concentrate on what he was actually saying, and that really bothered me, especially from older shit with Nas. I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna ride to at work. This is what I'm gonna ride to, you know, with the workout, and mm-hmm. you know, you actually listen to it. You actually relate. I can't sit down and listen to a whole song right now. That's a problem. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's hot. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for the part that is. Because I'm trying to go through like half of the songs and like listen and mm-hmm. try to like, okay, well, maybe I listen to the whole thing. Nah. I mean, Nas is saying some shit. Don't get me wrong. Nas is always Nas. You know what I mean? Nas can rhyme his ass off. I need to listen, listen to it. But it doesn't match. It's like, it's like Nas sent Kanye the vocals and Kanye put beats on it. Like they weren't in the studio together at the same time. It's not like it's not like Kanye said, "Hey, Nas, here's the beat. Let's go." It's kind of like, "Hey, here's my rhymes. Put a beat to it. And let's go. Let's send it out to the people and sell it." And and I've I've seen people say that this is Nas getting out his Def Jam contract. He had to produce a certain number of albums on Def Jam. They's out of his contract. Mm. This this is what he's doing. That's just a way to get out. And I hope that's not true because I'm such a huge Nas fan. I'd be disappointed that this is what he gave us. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is leftovers. Like, Nas, the Lost album, the Lost album, which was songs that Nas didn't want us to hear, was way better than this. <laughs> way better. Now, I mean, like, I will have time, you know, to break apart and listen to all of the albums. I'm not downloading Kanye, so don't ask me to. Don't. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, I can at least get my little snippet or something or send it to you. But, I uh, I will say it's not like I don't have the time to do it. No, I will you know. say this: um, when you listen to Tiana's album, the song she has with um, Ty Dolla Sign, probably the best song in the album. It's probably the best song in the album. I don't know, son, because you said that Ape Shit was the best on the Beyonce Jane, and I, I think, think it's it Friends. You think it's Friends? Yes. Ape Shit goes hard though. It does, but Friends. Friends is hard in a different way. But okay, how long the song goes, like. Okay, so you rocking, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like it changes. Like the song changes. Yeah. And like the way that she says like certain stuff, like um, I'm trying to get it. Uh, her tone and her voice changes and stuff like that. Yeah. At the end, it's like it's hot. See, friends. Like oh, I said, no. friends is a hard song, but it's just hard in a different way. Like ape shit, you can see them performing that shit at a show and the crowd going bananas. Friends is that song. You you in the car? Like yeah, I feel what he's saying. I feel this shit. This shit is hard. 
That's just me. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. It's just me, my opinion. It's just me. But I'm listening for Wade. it. The opinions of Wade and all that good stuff. Um, but I will say this: Tiana's album, without even me going to a deep review of it, out of the good music projects, it's in their top three. There's Daytona, which is a consensus number one. Push T, consensus number one. Tiana might be right there, then Nas. So, is Kanye's album is the worst out of the bunch? And then, how do you know? Did you listen to it? Everyone says that. I, but you listen gonna, to it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it. I mean, we listened to one song, but that was it. I listened to Kanye on Nas' album. I listened to Kanye on Push album. I don't need to hear him. <laughs> I'm good. His rhymes. It's 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 arrogance. That's what I want to say. It's arrogance. If you can just push anything out to anybody, like you're not putting no thought into your craft, you're not working, you're just pushing anything out and you think people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. Like, yo, you give us this bullshit and we think we're going to be happy with it? It's like he, he shot the album cover on the way to the, the release party. Like, you didn't put any thought or any, any in-depth action behind any of this i mean maybe he's going real far to make his point like a family guy joke or some shit he like you know anybody can do this or anybody can um you know anybody can make an album anybody can make music and be famous you know anybody can do this and this and that i mean he did say that a lot maybe he's trying to make it a point or maybe he's just saying i'm that great where i can just put an album out in a week and y'all gonna buy it anyway which is just arrogance. Either way, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Now, I did want to get to um the. Well, you know what? We're running out of time. We're definitely we've been running out of time. We're way over the time. Um, so let's do this. Normally, we go to Westroom with G, right now, but G is gone. He has something to do. So, Ari, what oh, do you have for the song of the week here? Um, well, I had. You had? Tiana Taylor, but because we just talked about it, it kind of seems kind of weird. Yeah, we're so, not going to. You know, I got to yeah. change it. <clears throat> so. Was that the song you played before the show? Yeah. That was Tiana? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was a dope song, though. It was. Um... You can still play it, I don't care. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Ah. It's from the album, right? Uh, her last one. Okay, play it. The one I asked you to download for me. <laughs> Alright, so, guys, go sorry ahead. about that. Um, I was trying to stall. So, uh, Request by Tiana Taylor. I don't know, this song has been just on replay all week like i don't like it's just like i was telling wade at the beginning of the show because i i normally play Wade like a snippet of it Mm -hmm. like especially if i can't choose between you know one or two songs i'm like yo you know what do you think um so i don't know like it just reminds me of like something from the 90s a little bit like 90s late 90s early 2000s and for me that was a good time so i don't know i just like the vibe but i'm gonna play it for y'all this is Tiana Taylor with what's the name of the song? Request. This is Tiana Taylor with Request here on Uncut Radio. Yes. Yeah. 
same energy get that same <laughs> yo energy. i cannot wait <laughs> oh my gosh it sounds like it's gonna be petty and you know i am all about being petty you definitely are about <laughs> so, petty a hey i'm not mad it's, it's if you're a fan of tiana definitely pick up the album keep that same energy it's in stores now um and that finishes the good music rollout hey um before g left he did give me what's streaming so i'm gonna go ahead and get all that really quick here all right now we got dice raw with the narrative 
Michael Christmas with Role Model, The Gorillas with The Now Now, Panic at the Disco, the hell? A Pray for the Wicked, Chris Travis with Water World, um, yeah, Nakondo, yeah, that guy, Coyote. Um, one of my favorites here, my brother Freeway with Think Free, Rock Nation, and Gunplay with Active. Active. So that's what's streaming with G this week. Make sure you go pick up those albums and G will come back and talk about them next week. Um, and I think that's it for the show. All right now. That's it for now. the show. So, now. Now. episode 80. 80? Oh, no, we're 81. What? I'm sorry, yeah, 81. Yeah, hold on. No, wait a sorry. second. You know I always mess with <laughs> the number. That familiar. You know I always mess with the number anyway. Episode 81 of the Words of Wade podcast. I, of course, am your host, Wade Blogs. I know we're doing this at the and end. I am your co-host, Ariel. <laughs> we're doing this at the end because of special shout-out or condolences to Triple X Tentacion. Um, make sure you pick us up on all platforms available. Including? Um, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and special announcement and I Heart Radio I Heart Radio of course and we are now on Spotify what? yes special announcement on you can now go to Spotify your Spotify and type in words with Wade and we'll come right up that is so dope <laughs> oh shit so yes you can now listen to us on Spotify Yo, son, he's been keeping that from us. Yo, son, he's been keeping that from us. Yo, son, you've been keeping that from us. It just happened. I told you Bruh. I had an announcement. I told you I had an announcement. Bruh. That's the We're on Spotify. Bruh. We're now on every streaming platform except Tidal. And Pandora. Hove, holla at me. And Pandora. Hove. Elliot. Somebody holla at me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yes, you can now go to Spotify and listen to the entire podcast. <laughs> um, I of course have your host Wade Blogs, aka Mr. Quid Pro Quo, aka the Wait for it. Wade Blogs. Always here laughing. <laughs> he was just here. Um Yo, Sunday was a fly in here. Sunday was trying to attack me, so chill. So now you have no excuse. iTunes, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Spotify. Spotify. What else do you want? No autographs. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Kidding. Um, I think that's it. That's it. Anything else we had to talk about before we get out of here? Uh nah. Alright, so as always. As always. You may agree with what we say. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with what we say. Okay. One thing you can't agree with. What's that? We keep it uncut. Uncut. Until next time, catch you on the internet. Cheer. 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 I was about to do <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Words with Wade podcast. Make sure you follow us online using the hashtag Words with Wade.